And so in order to get back, if you will, to that seat of joy within us, that seat of childhood exhilaration, exuberance, we have to begin to trace, to to look at ourselves with kindness and tenderness Mm -hmm. and compassion. Well, welcome everybody to the next episode of Connect, Inspire, Create, where we delve into challenges and triumphs of midlife woman business owners. Join me as we explore practical strategies, mindset shifts, and self-care practices to help you create a more balanced week. Whether you're juggling clients, family commitments, or personal growth, these episodes will guide you towards a healthier, more fulfilling life. To my new listeners, welcome. I am so glad that you have chosen to spend time with us today. Today, we are going to be talking about fresh perspectives on the pursuit of happiness and mindful living with my guest, Ashley Williams. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Carol. Thank you for being part of the show. I am so looking forward to this conversation because it is of definite personal interest to me as well. So I think that's always the fun part when you have these conversations with guests on the show is that it is just such a wonderful learning experience and opening up a whole new set of doors to just look at life. um, Mm -hmm. And the learning goes both ways. Like I learned so much as well uh, through these conversations. Yeah, they're wonderful. Isn't it wonderful that we can connect? So Ashley, you're over in Maryland and I'm here in New Mexico and it's just, yeah, it's wonderful to connect. So I wanted to let my listeners just know a little bit about Ashley and then I'm going to hand the mic over to you, Ashley, to tell us more about you. But Ashley Williams dedicated her career to helping individuals and organizations increase their overall happiness and satisfaction in life. She is an emotional wellness advocate, mindfulness student, and a very successful CEO. You're going to love to hear more about this company that she has created. So with over a decade of experience in the field of emotional wellness, she has helped hundreds of individuals connect with greater joy contentment, and purpose in their lives. She is the founder and CEO of Climb, an emotional health software company for children. So Ashley, over to you. Tell us more about Ashley. Uh, you know, I when I think of myself, I think a simple statement is I'm just a lover of humans and I'm a lover of joy and happiness. And I came to this place by not necessarily living out that happiness, not necessarily living out that joy um, in my earlier years. Um, And so my life has been a journey of self-discovery in the quest of steady, unconditional happiness. How do I center myself in stability, in joy, in peace that's unchanging no matter what circumstances show up? And from that state, all of the work that I do flows, the conversations that I have, the business that I run, um, it, my family, I, I try to move and think and flow from that sense of steadiness. I just, I, you know, just even listening to you say that is so grounding. <laughs> it's just that, you know, because if you can have that, then it, it just comes out from you. And as you say, so tell us more about, we discussed earlier, these two hats that you wear. We have Climb. So I'd love to know a little bit more about Climb. Mm-hmm. And then 
flipping that head over. Yeah, on the meditation side. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's it's so interesting because it's exactly like you said, it's it's one hat that you can wear in two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I suppose the journey begins with the meditation component. Um, early in college for me, I suffered from depression and I started to look for proactive approaches to manage my emotional experiences. And that led me to mindfulness. I did not become a dedicated mindfulness practitioner uh, for many years, but once I started the practice, it changed the way that I experienced myself, one, but also the way that I experienced the world. All of this is happening in the midst of my career as an educator. And so I wanted to share what I was learning about the science of my brain, about the science of the change that was happening with me, with my student population, um, as well as with the administration within my school building. This is what led me to dive into the emotional wellness space space for youth. And eventually is what led me to depart the education space to start this emotional health software company for children. So they have always sort of walked hand in hand the work that I do. And as I, you know, the further you journey, the more adept of a journeyer you become. So that has sort of been the process for me as I made this leap. I just started to have more conversations about it, um, started to get invited to places to talk about it at the same time that my business was, was growing. Right, just to share that message and to let others know. And I just love what you're doing, giving back to youth, because it's critical, mm-hmm. critical that they are empowered and to learn these tools. And um, yeah, to be able, as you say, you learned this as you were in college and realized and looked for a source and discovered it. And now in the same way, you're gifting that to young ones that they can start early. Right. That's right. You know, CLOM um, is an emotional health software for school-aged children. So essentially what we do is teach them self-regulation skills so that they can have healthy emotional experiences. And I believe that the foundation of a healthy human is emotional well-being and that a society, a healthy society, is just comprised of people who have healthy mental and emotional health. Right, absolutely. And, and oh. so if we can teach these skills at a very young age, we are really giving a gift and asset to our young people that's invaluable because your emotional health touches every aspect of your life from your mental health to even how much you earn to the relationships right. that you have. Um, it, it really is such an important skill. And it also connects to the level of happiness and satisfaction that you experience in your life. Right. Because those, you know, that search for happiness, and we're going to get into that in our conversation, that there's there's a path to it. It's not just, I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to be happy. But Ashley, I would love to ask you two quick questions before we dig into finding out more about strategies for happiness. What is something people would be really surprised to know about you? I think people would be really surprised to know that I am an introvert. (laughs) You know, I really value alone time and that's how I recharge Um, because I'm I'm often forward facing. I think that can be lost in translation, Um, but I do. I'm I'm really an introvert. Yeah, no, I can relate to that. Definitely need that time to 
alone time to charge up those batteries again. And on that note, the next question is going to be, who has been the kindest to you recently? Hmm. That's a really good question. You know, I find it difficult to say who has been the kindest to me because I am surrounded by kind, generous, thoughtful people. So I can, the the immediate people who come to mind um, is my meditation teacher, just so generous, so kind. Um, One of my colleagues, many of my colleagues, I recently just needed some advice, just pause everything and help me get through it. So I'm really surrounded by kind, generous people. And I'm so grateful for, for that. And if you think about that, I always love that when you are, that you then give kindness back in return. And mm-hmm. isn't that contributing to a better place in the world? So it's yes. just something so important that if we can be kind to others in small little steps, um, we're making an impact and then a difference on somebody else's life. So just right. those listening, just to remember, kindness doesn't cost us much. No. And it has a rippling effect. The more we practice kindness, the easier it is to be kind. Right. And to receive it. That's right. To receive it. Because I think that's also an element of, you know, self-care is being self-compassionate and being open to allowing people to be kind to us. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. So we're looking at this happiness, which is so critical and important. Is it something you think people are born with or do you think it's something that we can learn? Think. Both. I think we come in joyful. If you've ever looked at a, a child at play, just natural exuberance, the laughter, the the play, it's there within us. And as we grow into adulthood, we become conditioned, we become conditional. And I think it's through the conditionality that that experience of joy feels limited. It feels like something that we have to accomplish outside of ourselves because joy now becomes, I can be happy when things are aligned in this way. I can be happy when I get this thing, or I can be happy when somebody speaks to me in exactly this way. And so we begin to tie our joy to objects. And as long as our joy, as long as our happiness is tied to something outside of us, that can always be snatched away. And so in order to get back, if you will, to that seat of joy within us, that seat of childhood exhilaration, exuberance, we have to begin to trace, to to look at ourselves with kindness and tenderness Mm -hmm. and compassion. Where am I holding on to limitating conversations that keep me confined in a prison that feels like less than joy. Yeah. Now, I love what you say with that association to the childhood joy that we have because part of the training, as I mentioned, I'm doing the positive intelligence coach training. And one of the elements that we do is have a childhood picture to yeah. look at and to remember and then to bring empathy into that and go. And then the same thing when you're dealing with other people is to try and look at what their innocent child-like approach would be to then you know, not come with this angry, to have more patience with people. So absolutely, mm-hmm. that joy of childhood, we can search for it and to bring it back. Um, and then, as you say, things can be snatched away, but we don't want to be you know, conditional on, right. on what our happiness is. So would you think there's some practical strategies that you could share that people could use to increase their happiness and their well-being? Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mentioned one earlier when I was talking about my own experiences and that's meditation. I mean, meditation, the neuroscience of it is that it changes the neural pathways in your brain. And so a lot of times we develop these neural pathways that take us immediately to distrust, that take us immediately to doubt, that take us immediately to those negative emotional experiences. And what meditation does is it sort of smooths out those uh, those negative ones and create new neural pathways so that we can create greater joy, uh, understanding, compassion, empathy. Um, so meditation is a, a real um, amazing skill and tool to creating greater satisfaction. And what Another, would you say, sorry, I was going to no, just please, ask you Carol, on that please. meditation. You know, some people beat themselves up because they can't get it right. What would you talk into that and being patient and, you know, to me, even if you get little snippets of your meditation, it's contributing. Absolutely. Uh, Drop by drop, the bucket is filled. Mm. So 20 seconds of silence is amazing. If you can only sit for 20 seconds, that 20 seconds is invaluable. And that 20 seconds will lead to 40 seconds, will lead to a minute, will lead to two minutes. The point here is to just sit in non-judgment without judging yourself for whatever shows up. And we're training ourselves to step back. We're training ourselves to be unconditional observers Mm -hmm. as opposed to moving with all of the emotional waves that arise and fall. The practice of meditation helps us to just observe through a non-attached space. So Mm -hmm. if you find it difficult to meditate, and I'm speaking from experience, when I started to meditate, it felt impossible. It felt very loud internally. My thoughts were loud and I could only sit for 30 seconds, but that 30 seconds was the beginning of my journey. And it's a part of the story. So wherever you are is a part of your story. The point is to just keep going right you know just keep going keep trying baby steps those baby that's steps. right I know you had some more you know strategies that you were going to share other things that people could do yeah I was going to suggest um a gratitude list a daily practice of a gratitude list really does help to shift perspective so as you practice gratitude you begin to look for reasons to appreciate throughout your day and the more reasons that you find the more reasons that you'll find to appreciate so it has an avalanche effect um, where it's like, oh, wow, I noticed this. And then your brain starts to notice more things. Um, So that is another way to increase your joy, a felt experience of joy in your body and in your life. Yeah, because I'm sure you found in your studies the um, the percentages are scary when we talk about where we go with the negative and how conditioned we are with the negative. So I love this journal practice that Mm -hmm. you are slowly conditioning your brain to to search for the positive, to search Mm -hmm. for the good, and then to just realize how little we need Mm -hmm. to be happy. Mm -hmm. That's That's right. And I love what you said about practice. And this is another important thing to keep in mind. This is a practice. And the way that you get the benefit of the practice is actually by doing it consistently. I always encourage people to find a practice that they can perform consistently because that's where you start to change your brain. Our brains are designed from, it's like um, an evolutionary thing. It's designed to find things that are wrong. It's designed to find the fear because that's how we protected ourselves as early humans. 
And so because of that, you know, we're not being chased by bears anymore, but the brain can still be in a stress state. It feels like it's being chased by a bear from everyday stressors. Um, and so we have to work with that. God bless our brains, right? Uh, but we, the invitation is that we can work with it and we can still overcome that. We're not limited by that reptilian brain right. uh, that is within each of us. Yeah, that, that we can keep learning. And yeah, as you said, daily practice, just building step by step. Actually, I'd love to ask you to describe who is your audience. I know we have the children, but who else would you love to be hearing this message um, that could help work with you? Who would be able to benefit working with you? Anybody who wants to experience greater joy, anybody who wants to dive deeper within themselves through meditation um, or any other self-care practice. Anybody who wishes for greater everyday freedom to not feel limited and defined by the conditions, by what shows up. Those who want to uh, summit condition and just be at peace. Yeah. Wonderful. And you have a podcast as well, do you? So no, I do not have a podcast, but I'm often joining them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ones that are lovely. So for people to find you um, and want to learn more about both climb and then your meditation practices, where is the best place to connect with you? Yeah, they can connect with me in three ways. The first is I'm on Instagram. Okay, Um, I'll have that link in the show notes for you. Okay, fantastic. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can visit uh, our business website, uh, Climb's business website. All right, lovely. And I, I'll spell that for our listeners. It's C L Y M B U P dot I O. Is that correct? That's correct. That's lovely. Right. So that'll be in the show notes. So thank you for sharing an insight on happiness and joy and how important it is. And I just love that you have found the way to help and work with children and to share the joy and happiness with other people. So thank you for sharing your message today. Thank you so much, Carol. This was wonderful. So to uh, my listeners, thank you. I am your host, Carol Clegg. And as a coach, I help women solopreneurs in midlife overcome procrastination, find balance in their business and cultivate a positive mindset through tailored accountability and mindset coaching integrated with the Positive Intelligence Program You can confidently step out of overwhelm, know your worth, and create a fresh path to success. So I want to say thank you for listening to our conversation today. I'd love for you to share it wherever you share your content. And I encourage you as you step into this week to explore your own way of connecting, inspiring, and creating that will bring joy into your world. Until the next time.